Welcome to Whatever Works, our unique fortnightly podcast in which we talk about whatever works in our lives and in the lives of our community members. Find us at whateverworks.works. And why not join our community? Simply search for Whatever Works at mewe.com and get stuck in. Can you hear me all right now? I can hear you. You're lovely. Oh, thank you, darling. You, say, you do say the sweetest things to me. I want to keep my job. <laughs> hey, have we started already? Oh, yeah, I suppose we have, haven't we? Oh, well, yes, I'm recording. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Whatever Works. We're in fine form today, by oh, the sounds dear. of things. Yeah. And it's the middle of August, and the heat is going away. We'll come to that in a minute. Um, whatever works, dot works. Oh, by, by the way, hello, Aidan. <laughs> hello, Ted. Nice to see you or speak to you. <laughs> Aidan is my co-host on this lovely podcast. As you all know, if you're listening to this, I can't believe you don't know that already. But there you go. It's nice to talk to you again. Whatever works, dot works is our website where you'll find links to all the claptrap we're going to talk about today. And um, the MeWe group. Do head across the MeWe group. Let us know whatever works in your life. And we'll bring that to the show. If anyone's here for the first time, incidentally, this is a show um, where we have lots of fun, basically, and we talk about stuff that works or doesn't work or whatever. It's just a bit of a, a bit of a hoot, really. A hoot money. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> do you think anyone actually? Do we do we get new listeners? I, I know there's not. Oh, yes, I, yes, now and again. We, we get new MeWe uh, members. People are joining our fabulous yeah, MeWe community. And once in a while, I get a pop-up saying so-and-so would like to join MeWe, which um, everyone is welcome. So, yeah, and I, I guess if they're joining the MeWe, they must be listening to us drolling on once a fortnight. I, I noticed this week, I was looking at my stats for my blog, and I had 33 readers from Uganda. I thought, yes, I get everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> what's, right. the, what's the expression? World, world coverage. Ted Salmon. I forget the, the right expression, but um, you're a world citizen, sir. A world citizen, that's me, yeah. I'm a citizen of the world. TedSalmon.com is where you'll find links to all the audio podcasts and all the MeWe groups. Do join us in the MeWe groups. We've got lots of them, and we have great fun there as well, and lots of interesting talk on all sorts of topics, from film and TV to um coffee time to phone show chat and all sorts of stuff so do come and join us tedsalmon.com is where you'll find those aidenbell.com tell us what you're doing at the moment i'm trying to stay awake (laughs) we're recording this at 10 minutes to the hour of 12 and i've only been awake for about half an hour i i i I've got long COVID. I mean, I'm, I'm having some chest problems and an occasional cough, and the COVID is just taking forever to go away. And I hope that it's one of the symptoms of long COVID, because otherwise I don't know what's going on. I just can't wake up in the mornings. I'm having such a struggle. You never have been able to. I'm not a, well, I've never been a morning person. That's very true. What's that lovely thing? I don't like morning people, or mornings, or people. <laughs> <laughs> no, I yeah, I'm not a morning person at all, per se, but I really have been struggling of late, and I think it's the long COVID, coupled with this horrible, horrible heat. So I'm just hoping now the yeah. heat's dissipating a bit, perhaps I'll be able to wake up a bit. So um, if I should fall asleep, dear listener, during the podcast, just give me a give me an audio nudge, Ted, and get me going yeah. again. I, I'll try my best. Yeah, the heat is kind of, in North Wales, it's kind of going away. It's lingering a bit, but it's nothing like it was. I think we are now back to kind of normal 
um, Augusty summery end of summer weather, which is fine. I'm living with. Uh, did you have the rain? I mean, we had the a couple of days ago. We had the excitement of a real downpour, no, and it was almost like, like oh, let's just go out and do Gene Kelly singing in the rain. Yes. This is so wonderful, <laughs> and it lasted for oh, probably a good half an hour or so, and that was it. And then since right. then, we've had two days of blazing sunshine and and searing heat and drought conditions once again. Well, the northwest of the, the UK, of which I consider North Wales is, is kind of okay for rain, apparently. Um, although it has been dry here, um, but the reservoirs are not bad and blah, blah, blah. And we come into the section of the country, I think, which is okay. Although apparently the reservoirs in North Wales do supply Manchester and Liverpool, I think. So, um, you know, it will be drained out that way. Um, is this a geography podcast? Ah, it's the swines in the north nicking your water again, Ted. Mm, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll see what happens. Hopefully the summer's gone and um, we can move forward. I did actually have to get my air conditioner out, I think I said before. this last, Yes, of which um, I'm very jealous. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. And, and, it, and it just was lovely, I have to admit. I, did, I tried to do the sensible thing. I turned it on in the evening while I was watching the telly and left it on so at bedtime it was really... Um, lovely and cool in there and then um, on my first visit to the loo in the night I turned it off (laughs) (laughs) we're still doing the trick of um, letting all the cold air in and the hot air out at first thing in the morning or my mother does that because that's (laughs) I'm as fast asleep Um, and then we keep the curtains and everything closed for the rest of the day and it really does work noticeably cooler indoors than out yeah 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 exactly and talking of which talking of your house yes it was interesting on your video to see the um your little studio thing i'd not seen quite as much of it as that before i thought that i mean obviously i was you know swelling my own head there and posting the video of santa santa and how happy i am with that project but it was a nice little side benefit indeed you got a little glimpse into the studio world of aiden bell there as sat sat there in my blue t-shirt waxing lyrical at my desk and that um, that video that your um, friend or colleague did was actually very well done. It's very professional, wasn't it? Yes, I mean he is he is a professional filmmaker. He he, he you know right. he, he works as a filmmaker as a cameraman uh, and you know her aspirations of being a film director. And um, yeah, he's done an absolutely tremendous job. I'm very very happy with that. So that coupled with yeah. the demo that I made. Uh, the other thing I was going to mention, Ted, is it's the nature of my profession. I've gone from this incredibly exciting, busy, um, non-stop period of working on the Santa project and doing the Santa project and doing the post-production on the Santa project at the same time as listeners may remember the safety ship videos that I'm making I had one of those on the go and then all of a sudden boom a light switch it's all finished (laughs) and I'm looking at an inability to get out of bed and an empty calendar and much twiddling of the thumbs Um, Mm. but that's what happens in in show business you that you know you have to wait for the next phone call or these days Instagram message or whatever it is to with something else coming along yeah well, I hope it does. I and thank you kindly. Then you can share all your experience with us as we tune in to whatever works and listen. Here, I want to talk to you about powdered milk. Very, <laughs> very a exciting. You don't often hear. <laughs> very exciting topic. Where has all the powdered milk gone? I don't get it. We we use powdered. Isn't that milk a song? For... Where has all the powdered milk gone? Yeah. Uh, we use powdered milk for yeah. bread making, and I also use it for um, in coffee. I don't have to. It's not the end of the world no. if, if I can't get it. But it's just really interesting that it it's just seems to have disappeared. And we've tried Tesco and Asda and Aldi and Lidl and Sainsbury's and all the places that you would think that you could get it. And 
it's really, really hard to come by. They just don't have it. it and they look blankly at you when you ask for it. So no, that's interesting. Whether looking... it's to do with... Yeah, go on, sorry. Um, sorry, whether, whether it's to do with this thing that happened in America, with was it Cow and Gate? They had this big problem with... Um, or was it SMA, a baby's oh, powdered milk? Oh, that's right, yes, yes. I, I don't know if it's related to that or not, but, yeah, powdered milk, really odd. And we did manage to get some from Sainsbury's this week, and the price had gone up from pound eighty to £2.55. Ah, well, there you exactly are. exactly the same thing. You see, what I was going to say when I tried so hard to rudely interrupt you <laughs> was I think it's probably another uh, result of, of the war-stroke-famine situation yeah. that we're all going through. It's probably a product that depends on something that has been um, cut off for the time being due to due to the Ukraine situation. Or somebody profiteering and saying that Aidan Bell will sit there on whatever works and say that. <laughs> and so we'll get away with it. And all the shareholders of Cow and Gate and SMA or whatever it is are all rubbing their hands That's right, because our listenership, Ted, is just so vast. <laughs> Listen, I've got a much more important question than all of that. Why do you put powdered milk in your coffee when you live in a land where we can get nice, fresh, good God's cow milk in a bottle? Because, uh, because I'm the, the, the honest answer to that is because I'm lazy. <laughs> I, getting fresh milk all the time is just a pain in the backside. I, and having a, um, a, a pot in the cupboard, which you don't have to... And when I go shop, and also it's expensive to buy fresh milk all the time. And as yeah, well, as, as you're proving, it's not as expensive as powdered milk has become no. these days. Yeah, that's true. No, but actually, that's probably not true because I'm assuming a, a little powdered milk goes a long way. Yeah, absolutely. That that two pound fifty five that used to be one pound eighty would last me two weeks, and you know, one bottle of milk would would be one pound thirty five, even cheap ones, um, which would only last me a couple of days. So yeah. Do you know what? It's a good thing we're doing a podcast right now because here we are, two grown men discussing the price of powdered milk. I mean, who'd have thought it would come uh, to this? Let's let's move on then and talk about our feedback from the group, the, the MeWe members. And oh, firstly, yeah. it's Swarfiga. Hey, Swarfiga! And Matt Jones has written up into the MeWe group. A, well, um, maybe Swarf- we should just remind those who possibly didn't hear the last show. This was Swarfiga, that wonderful hand cleanser, cleaner, uh, rem- grime remover of old that I rediscovered and bought myself a packet of. Sorry, carry Indeed. on. Indeed, you have to be under a car to use it. Yes. Matt Jones has a Swarfiga hack. Mm-hmm. He says, if you add a teaspoon of granulated sugar, you get enhanced cleaning power. Ah. This can be done with ordinary hand soap or washing up liquid too in the uh, the absence of Swarfiga. I learned this as in my first job as a commercial vehicle builder and painter. We also had a similar soap that contained a tiny amount of solvent. It smelled like cellulose thinner, which was amazingly good, but not great for your skin. Probably banned now. Um, so, yeah, thank you. Swarfiga hack, put some sugar in it or any other cleaning product by the sounds of it, and it will scrape away your skin. That's the thing. I was trying to work out whether it was something to do with the fact that it's sugar or whether maybe something like sand would actually be even more um, yeah, effective yeah. because what you're basically doing is putting tiny, tiny, tiny granules, yeah. and we're going to come to that in a minute, uh, as a cleaning agent within the product. But in any, many thanks, Matt. We, I mean, endless hours of fun. What can I put in my Swarfiga? Shall we try <laughs> pickled herrings and see what we can put in and make it work better? Thank you, Matt. Yes, indeed. Indeed, yes. 
And also, Matt says, um, I'm 100% with Aidan on preferring to do business by email rather Yay! than phone. Not least because you get a hard, well hardished transcript of everything said. Yeah, that's that's what I like about email. You, you, you've got a record of it. Yes. And it's written down or it's typed. That's my it's excuse. There. It's actually because I'm scared of phones, but that makes a very good excuse. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, he says, Matt um, says, you're able to make sure you don't miss out yeah, details that's very as you true. compose the mail. Yes. Via spoken word, you can easily be, de- be distracted. Talking to people is so last century. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that lovely cartoon uh, back in the 80s? Why on earth would I want to send somebody a text? I can phone them. And now it's just reversed. Why on earth would yeah. I phone them? I can send yeah. a text. Yeah, yeah. no, but he, d- he does make a very, very good point there. If you're on the phone, you're on the spot and you've just got to come out with an answer yeah. instantaneously. Yeah. Whereas if you're writing an email, you could think about it, drink a cup of tea, ask your friends, look things up on the web. Yeah, yeah. Although my dad would argue that he, it's nicer on the phone because it's a human touch and you, you enter into a conversation about the price of cheese or whatever. And or powdered milk. Just, yes. Or, yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, uh, there are two sides to everything, aren't there? And I, I certainly agree with that. I mean, as we've talked about in terms of shopping, I always prefer when possible to go into a real shop and talk to a real human being as opposed to just, you know, turning to Amazon. Waffles Walford brings us <laughs> now now. Waffles. Oh, that, that is a fantastic name. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Isn't it? It's a wa- is it? Is it real? Do you think? No. Is, is anyone really called? Waffles? No, it can't be. But it's the most gorgeous name. And yeah, it's Walford. Yeah, it's Walford, isn't that something to do with EastEnders? Anyway, I love it. Waffles <laughs> Walford. I mean, you don't don't ask um. Jonathan Woster to say that one. Walls Walford uh, brings us toothpaste for cleaning. As I say, uh, this is uh, this harks straight back to Matt Jones and the Swarfiga hack, I think. Right. Waffles says, I was interested to hear about bicarbonate for removing scratches. There we are, sand in Swarfiga. My go-to is toothpaste, which is full of grinding paste for white, shiny teeth. Eek. I use it on the car, spectacles, even metal tools. And Ian Barton comes in with a top tip. I think that many toothpastes contain bicarbonate. Toothpaste is free if you grab handfuls of the tubes when you go to the dentist. Naughty, naughty, Ian, one each. The manufacturers provide them free of charge to the dentist. Well, when the judge himself is pinching the toothpaste, who do you turn to? No, I think that I, my mum and dad do that as well. I, yes. I'd completely forgotten about that. And it is. They're quite right. And and that's what it's designed for. They're, they're, in, they're expecting their customers yes. to take it away. Yes. Oh, indeed. I mean, that's how I used to get my perfume. Just take take the free ones when they were available. Mm. Oh, yes, indeed. Nice. But yes, again, it's something tiny within the paste that acts as a sandpaper grind. So whether it be sugar in Swarfiga or bicarbonate in toothpaste, it works. Very good. Well done. Right, next is Paul Lund on the Liverno home cordless desk lamp with clock. And this is an interesting little idea based on an item from Aiden a few an weeks ago. An interesting little idea. Paul. I'm sorry that tickled me. Carry on. Idea. <laughs> a little idea. Just a little idea I had. A little idea. Yeah. When did you first think you were a supermarket? Oh, ever since I was little. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's USB-C for Ted, he says, Ah. and does have an internal battery. Boo, no AAs. No AAs. Possibly Ah. good as a remote work lamp or a reading lamp. Ten quid. Now, there are quite a few of these, um, apart from in Lidl, on um, um, Amazon. And it's a very similar idea. The trick is making sure you find one with a USB-C, I suppose. But it's a a clock and a weather station or whatever it is. 
um, which is on an LCD display um, in uh, underneath a an arm that goes up, and then that arm has the light in it. So it can be a bedside lamp, a desk lamp, or whatever you want. It's like a street light uh, on your desk, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <clears throat> and and the level of cleverness or whatever it does will depend from item to item. Yeah, this one is a little one, um, but yeah, there's there's loads in Amazon as well. So yeah, nice idea. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul, and thank you, Pip Tomlinson, who brings us an amazing ice cube tip, which I absolutely found. Am- this just this, this shocked me. I haven't tried it, but I love the idea of this. Pip says. If you're in a rush to make a G&T, but don't have any ice, pour some hot, but not <laughs> boiling, water into an ice cube tray and then top it up with cold water and place it immediately into the freezer. What? Yeah, exactly. This creates a chemical reaction called the Umpemba effect, which will give you ready-to-use ice cubes in around 30 minutes, which is mm. much faster than the traditional three to four hours you'd have to wait normally. I guess you'd wow. have to. I mean, I can understand it. You've got. I mean, I don't know why it works, but I can. I can. My head can understand that you've got boiling water next to cold water, and that creates this mpemba effect. But I would have thought putting the as soon as you put the cold water into the boiling water, they would mix and become warm water. But maybe not. Maybe if you do it quickly enough, I don't know. Very clever. Um, I believe um, somebody linked to some information about it, which, of course, required reading, so I didn't bother. (laughs) Somebody in the group actually um, questioned it. They they, they linked to some some other research that said that this couldn't possibly be true and it's not physics. But actually, there's there's so much about it out there that says it is true and it does work that, um, uh, you know, it seems to be a bit of an odd one, doesn't it? Well, it says here on Wikipedia, the Mpemba effect is a name given to the observation that a liquid, typically water, which is initially hot, can freeze faster than the same liquid, which begins cold, unless otherwise, uh, under otherwise similar conditions. There is disagreement about this theoretical basis and the parameters required to produce the effect. The Mpemba effect is named after the Tanzanian schoolboy, oh, here we go, Sato Bartholomew Mpemba, whose story, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, okay, so it is disputed. Um, Well, then the thing to do is to try it, isn't it? Yes. Test it out. Test it out. Pip, Pip has obviously done that when he was heading for his G&T. <laughs> yes. So good for you. Maybe that that's the thing, though. Once you've got the G&T, you don't really notice whether the ice is cold or not. <laughs> yeah. Now, roll-ons, deodorant. De- I'll say that again. <laughs> oh, put your teeth in, love, and try again. Roll- <laughs> roll-on deodorants have been around for, well, since I was a boy, yes, certainly. Yeah. Um, and I, I, this thing came up into my feed this week, which was a roll-on um, applicator for sun cream. And it's called Solar Buddies. But the point is that I, I, I've never really seen roll-on applicators for anything much apart from deodorants but why not this is actually something oh no i tell a lie i I had one that did um deep heat that's true oh yes Um, i remember that one yes yeah yeah but there isn't i've never seen one with sun cream in it and i thought what a good idea head down the beach this thing in the bag no sloppy liquids everywhere just roll it onto your kids and your (laughs) granddad's head and you're away (laughs) actually i mean i i love this i'm not going to poo poo it but it's actually not a roll-on at all it's a sponge i don't know why it uses the term roll-on because what it actually is it's a sponge and when you squeeze it slightly the liquid comes out and dissipates through the sponge and you then sort of paint it on like a paintbrush so it isn't really a roll it's a sponge Uh... on however i still totally concur with you ted marvelous idea and i don't know why it's not been done before i remember this with um shoe polish 
Um, I once had a, a oh, black yeah. shoe polish that was exactly the same. You had the little sponge at the end, you squeezed it a little bit, and the sponge became moist with the polish, and then you polished with the sponge. Um, right. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. Why not sun cream? And then, as you say, I wonder what else might be... Oh, hang on a minute, because on the <clears> second um, thingy down, unlike the shoe polish one, on the second photo down on the Amazon page, you can see underneath an actual there ball. There is a ball. I wonder yeah, if so I'm I... talking through my bottom. No, no, no. What I think it is is that that it does work like a roll-on, but once it's out, you've got that thing around. The sponge it, so is then, a protective yeah. barrier, so yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah, of sort yeah. of both, actually. Yeah. Okay. I really like that. If I went into the sun ever, I'd probably. Yeah. Use in, it. in 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 any case, I I concur with you. It's a good <laughs> idea. I've I I would I wouldn't be seen dead in the sun, so <laughs> I wouldn't need it. But <laughs> quite so. Yeah. But as as you say, as you suggested in our recording notes, what else, dear listener? Could be put to put to good use with this with this process and see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. Andy Warden is next with oh, I can hear the eighteen fifty two going to Birmingham behind you. <laughs> Andy Warden is next with a shawl velvet foot file, a serious piece of kit, says Andy. Anybody with hard pads on their feet, this is the tool for you. It works on a motorized roller which spins at a ridiculous speed, grinding any dead or hard skin away. I've no idea what the head is made of, he says, but it resembles the surface of a diamond-tip blade. <laughs> Good Lord, this thing sounds <laughs> lethal. Powered by, are you ready for this, Ted? Four AA batteries! Yay! And the case is made of tough plastic. Warning, though, says mm. Andy. This thing sounds like a jet engine. You cannot watch TV while using it. Or a train. Or a train. Which I think, he says, is a built-in safety feature, as falling asleep would probably end up with a missing toe or even foot. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, the, the the one that Andy linked to, we couldn't find. I, I, in the end, I think I did find it on Walmart in the US. He, he was given it as a gift, so we don't really know what it was. Right. But the closest thing we got to it was this skull one, um, and and that's um, the, the closest um, you can get them. But you can get them on eBay. There, there are other ones. And also, um, um, our friend um, Robert linked one on AliExpress. There, there's loads of them out there. So um, do have a look around. On a manual basis, though, I, this week, on the back of this... Yes. I, I got this paddle. Right. It's called a foot file. And um, because it does the same similar job, only it's not motorised with batteries. No. But, it, but, it's a, but it's a stick. It's like a... It's a thing that's about um, eight inches in long. Uh, sorry, eight inches in length. And we, we all like a nice length, don't we? Eight inches in long. I thought that was lovely, actually. <laughs> eight inches in long. And yes, we do, Ted. <laughs> we do like a... Yes. No, do you know what? This looks like the mother of all nail files. Well, the, yeah, it, that's what I was going to come on to say. That this is designed to be doing your feet with. Right. And I did, I did successfully do my feet with it. And it and it's quite a long handled thing, made of metal as well, um, and it, it means that people that have trouble bending over and what have you um, can can reach their feet quite easily with it, which is which is great for people as they get older. Yes, um, it's double sided, and with it comes five um, coarse pads and five. Um, not coarse pads, uh, fine pads. I can hear you so, uh, gently caressing them in the background. Exactly. Yes. Now, I did wonder what on earth happens when they wear out and they, you run out of them. I suppose that's the end of life for them. I can't imagine you can get replacements. But they stick on and you just peel them off and put the new one on. Um, 
So, going back to what you were saying, I then use them to file my nails with <laughs> on my hand. And it works brilliantly. It's so much better than these poxy little emery board things for people that do the filing of their nails. And as you can might better hear now, it works yeah. just beautifully well. It really, I mean, really if good. you owned a tiger or something, it would be perfect, wouldn't it, for, for the nails? <laughs> yes, <exactly. laughs> what I love about this tent is the name. It's called the Only Love Foot file i mean is it, i only did it because i love you <laughs> china these chinese companies come up with some wacky names don't they oh, I, love I think that it's because they don't really understand the, the people probably don't understand english well enough to come up with something that they think is gonna and they're not prepared to pay a marketing agency to come up with a proper yes, name yes like um like you know samsung would or yeah, whatever yes so so they, they they have a stab at something only love foot file well <laughs> <laughs> On that note, let's have a jingle. Still using, still using. Do you remember? I think it was um, it was just as as COVID was, you know, having its day. I bought some heavy metal shelving. I think it was because I had nothing better to do, as 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 most of the country at the time, than go outside and tidy the garage. Um, and I bought some Debuta five-tier metal rack boltless heavy-duty industrial shelves. I actually bought yeah. them twice because I was very impressed the first time. I bought a second set for my filming equipment, which is now indoors. Um, and... I say still using. I mean, the term is actually they're still there <laughs> and they still have things on them yeah, and they haven't yeah. collapsed. And the one in the fact, the one that has my filming equipment, which is indoors, it does get used quite a bit. I put stuff on, I take it off, I move things around and very sturdy, very firm. I'm very happy with them. They weren't expensive as such. They were twenty seven ninety five each. So less than 30 quid for a really good, sturdy set of uh, five shelves. I mean, the total height is, is, you know, pushing six foot high once they're all put together. Um, decent, sensible, heavy-duty shelves did the trick and have been doing the trick since show 93, 19th of October 2019. All the nines. Brilliant. Interesting. That's really interesting because this very week we nearly ordered some of these. Ah, we wanted to reorganise the garage, and I, and I didn't know this. I didn't. I hadn't read ahead to see you putting this on uh, here. But we, we then de- we then decided against them um, because we thought we would um, paint up a shelf that's already there, and it, it would. Find, long story. Right, anyway, yeah. the point the point <clears throat> is though that I've had these before. When we discussed this on the show before, I also reported that I'd had very similar ones, yes. and they're great. Yeah. They they work really well. Um, if you don't bolt them to the wall, you need to be careful to put yes. not the heavy stuff at the oh, top. Oh, yeah, you've got to watch um, the centre of gravity. It's heavy yeah. stuff on the bottom, yeah. That's the phrase. Very, very clever chap. Oh, there you go. <laughs> very nice, yeah. yeah. I mean, good, all, good also, they, they, the, talking to the centre of gravity and, and loading them up, they, of course, stand better when they're loaded. When you first put it up, uh, you yeah. might think, why has Aiden recommended this? It wobbles. But as soon yes. as you start loading it up and it's, it's a yeah. sort of self-fulfilling prophecy, it sort of holds itself together very well. It's a nice um, set, and it's a really well well priced set as well. Yeah. Um, so a link in the show mm, notes to that. Very one. happy I am. Yes. I'm I'm still using my Alocacock. Oh, one of those. <laughs> I'm still using my Alocacock, but I don't tell people about Al- it on the radio. Alocacock. Alocacock. 
That's, that's, that, it's another Chinese word, isn't it? Power cube. Anyway, the power cube, right? Right. Which I brought oh, to Oh, I remember this. Yes, yes. In December 2018. <clears throat> and one of the good things about this um, um, power cube thingy is that it's a cube on the end of a long cable, a three-meter cable, which is really unusual for this kind of device. You can't buy this now because they've... You can buy a 1.5 meter one, but not a 3 meter one, which I think is a shame. Well, you can't from Amazon, I know. You probably can from AliExpress. But um, anyway, in one of the four sides, you've got the cable going in. Sorry, six sides of the cube. You've got the cable going in. On the opposite side, you've got two USB 3 ports. And then round the other four sides, you've got four three pin sockets. Now, they're not the ones that swivel. But they they are offset from each yes. other, so one goes one way, one goes the other. So so you, you, it, you, it's quite hard to get plugs bumping into yeah, each other. Yeah. So yeah, really good, ever so thick cable. And um, I just suddenly spotted it on the floor there, realizing that I'm still using it, and it's really good. But yeah, sadly not the well, long no, cable. No, no, hang on, no, no, no. Listeners will be pleased to learn that you are wrong, Ted. I'm looking uh-huh. at it at the moment on Amazon. Twenty one pound ninety nine pence extended. Um, Oh, yes, three meter. No, I'm right. Three meter cable. Three meter cable. So it is oh, available. Yeah. It is it's indeed back. available. It is back. Way. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. It's sold by a third party. So they've obviously done a deal with them. Twenty one ninety nine. That's the exact same thing. Twenty one ninety nine. I think it's really well worth it. It's a, it's a great bit of kit. There you go. Thank you. And now our new section, our new jingle. Completely. Oh dear! Now th- I, I I tell you what is completely pointless this week. We, this yeah, we're gonna, you know we're going to fall out over this, Ted. I just I'll just tell you now. Right, this section okay. is going to be the undoing of us. But go on. <laughs> the, the, the caveat here is, of course, nothing is completely pointless. Yes, yes. But and we can argue the toss about everything here. In fact, this this section might not survive. <laughs> yeah. Well, go on. What have we got today then? I'm going to go with neckties. Uh, and I mean, okay, you could throw any decorative clothing item in here, but I think particularly ties, the hangover from a stuffy, outdated, ceremonial, old days <laughs> associated with boring, traditional values like neatness and tidiness. And they just don't have a purpose apart from what everyone's perception is of people looking, yes, you look neat and tidy if you've got a tie on. And, you know, I just think it's crap. I've been very encouraged by seeing the the Prime Minister of um, the Ukraine regularly out there with a, a, a green T-shirt on. I know he's trying to say, look, I'm in the military, fair enough. But I thought to myself, he could easily have a tie on like the rest of them do. But no, he's he's taken a stance that, nope, I'm not going to conform with that. So neckties, I think, are completely pointless. You see, the get out here is that one man's blood is another man's poison, as we always say on this show. You know, I mean, I made you giggle a lot about Cliff Richard on the last show. You know, some people love him, others hate him. I can't agree. I mean, I like neckties. I haven't worn a tie myself since I was at school. But that doesn't mean that I don't appreciate that they they have their place within the wardrobe of those who like them. So, yeah. OK, what's next? (laughs) 
Right, my other one is um, washing cars. Oh, okay. What is the point yeah. of washing your car? They just get dirty again. Unless you're going to keep your car in a garage and only take it out when it's not wet and, and not dusty and dirty. You know, I, all right, you, you see these um, middle-aged men kind of buffering up their cars and you think, uh, I think it's just a bloke thing to do. I, I, no doubt to get away from the tedium of married life. But but the, but the point is, there's just no point. Your car just gets dirty again. So why bother washing it? I disagree. Oh, I think we're going to rename this section Grumpy Old Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, I can see I can I'm, I'm going to meet you halfway on this one. I can see the point. A lot of people clean the car because they clean the car and they don't need to. And the car will be yeah. perfectly fine if you didn't waste all that water and soap and energy. Yes. On the other hand, keeping a car uh, in good condition. And I'm, and I'm sure Chris Kelly will be able to explain why the paintwork benefits from being cleaned periodically and why it would be bad for a car if you let lots of dust and dirt settle and get into all the little nooks and crannies. And so I can see both sides of that argument. So I'll, I'll give you 50 percent on that one. And then, and then when it rains, it washes it anyway. <laughs> Well, I must admit, I looked out the window when we did have our 20 minutes of rain at last after the month. I did look out the car and think, well, at least the car's getting a wash. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Anyway, if you've got any things that you think are completely pointless or as completely pointless as can possibly be. Indeed. Dear listener, do let us know and uh, pop it into the MeWe group and uh, Completely Pointless and we'll bring those to the show going forward. And remember, unlike other items in the show, the tongue is firmly in the cheek. Right, I've got one cheapest this week. Chip, yes, oh, thank you. I've got one this week. I don't know. I don't often have cheapest chips for you, but I have now. Yeah. <laughs> this is. I bring you perfume bottles, Mister Salmon. Oh, nice. Perfume atomizer bottles. These are. I, I wanted a perfume bottle for travelling, and I jumped on Amazon, and I found these four pounds ninety nine for three. So, you know, first of all, they are cheapest chips because it's a penny under a fiver. But secondly, if you do the Ted Salmon and split them, it's one pound sixty six each. Take that, Judge Barton. It's basically, <laughs> it looks like a very small nuclear warhead. It looks like um, a lady's lipstick, actually, an old-fashioned mm. lipstick, slightly longer than. Uh, and you take the lid off, and it's a tiny little spray bottle. And if you remove the lower part from the spray bottle, that re- that reveals the glass bottle that's actually holding the small amount of perfume. You can unscrew the top, put your perfume of choice in, screw it back up, pop the, pop the screw thing back into the lower... Um, what would I call it? The lower half, and then the top half forms the lid, which goes on over the top, and there you are. Voila! A very nice little portable um, perfume bottle. I've got one in the car. I've got one in my in my travel bag. The third one is waiting in a cupboard, and I haven't used any of them. <laughs> you, I was going to say, do you really use perfume? Very rarely. So, in my head, I probably get into trouble here for being sexist, but perfume is a lady's thing, and I, I get the kind of aftershave mentality. But, but maybe I'm wrong. Perhaps the world has moved on, and men do. Oh, men do wear perfume. Is it man, man sex? What's the word? Pan sex? I don't know. I'm going to get myself into trouble too. No, I mean I I like to smell nice from time to time. Um, but no, admittedly, I used to do it a lot more when. 
I was busy and out and working and meeting people all the time, I would often have a little quick squirt squirt on the neck to make myself smell beautiful. Uh, No, nowadays very rarely, and I actually literally haven't yet used one of these, so I can't tell you whether or not... after Exactly, because perhaps after two or three sprays, (laughs) the thing's going to get stuck and stop working. But thus far, um, having not yet used them, I'm very happy with them. We decided some time ago to, um, in Cheapest Chips, chips, it was okay to highlight stuff, even if we didn't have them. So that's fine. Yes, if indeed. You haven't, you haven't used it. It's, that's another another stage. Talking of which, <laughs> I'm bringing the grabber arm, which I also don't have. <laughs> but I did see it on Amazon, and I thought, that's a good idea for people that can't reach things. We've seen all these before, of course. Yes. Um, but it's a, it's a long-reaching tool grabber thingy. So if you um, are not so mobile um, as you used to be, and you drop something on the floor, instead of bending over, you can use this grabber arm and pick it up. You pull the trigger, and it grabs at the end and grabs the thingy and picks it up. It's £4.58. Um, remote controls that fall on the floor, you know, um, whatever. The world's your oyster with a grabber arm. They, they look as though they're great fun. I've never actually used one, but as they go... Um, this one looks like it could be quite decent and it's um, cheap as chips. My mummy has one of these and um, she never uses it and I do occasionally for exactly (laughs) that sort of thing. Uh, You know, I I, I drop a USB stick down the back of the television and what do I do? I go and get my mum's grabber. Yeah, really, really useful for getting things from places that you can't get your hand down to. Um, exactly. No, my my mother, as you say, it, probably primarily these are intended for the elderly and the infirm who need to be able to reach things. Yeah. I suppose my mother's got me for that. So. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I, it, it is it is indeed for the it's one of those occasional use things. Just keep it somewhere, and boy, you'll be glad you've got it when you drop something down a drain and you can see it sitting in there. And rather than calling the council, you just pop indoors and get the long arm grabber. De- definitely a bit like that um magnetic telescopic thingy for oh yes i think radiator. steve litchfield brought one onto the show right. once didn't he yeah. yes also equally equally useful yeah because when you that's for when you've dropped a tiny little screw down the back of a cupboard somewhere you just get yes. the magnetic thing to fish it out with yes yes indeed all good stuff i want one i want one i want one i want one of those I want you to lend me €250,000, please, Mr. Salmon. Uh, OK, then. I, I think I've got that in the cupboard And here. if you do, I will take you for a drive in my Lightyear Zero solar-powered car. Um, I actually spotted this. I saw a very interesting uh, programme on Delhi on the BBC News Channel. There was um, They had a discussion on the future of driving and they had three engineers chatting. And one of them was the guy behind this light year car. Basically, the roof and the whole of the back, and I think possibly the bonnet as well, are solar panels. And they claim that you can drive for months without charging. <laughs> You get in the car, you drive, and provided you're in a hot climate, which we certainly have been lately, you'll just keep driving. You just get very, you get very stiff legs. (laughs) I think you're allowed to get out to pee. Um, Yeah. So basically, and the other thing is, it looks like a nice. You know, sometimes you get these products, and then you look at the pictures, and you think, God, I wouldn't be seen dead in that. But this is a really sexy look. This is a Back to the Future looking car. This is a really sexy looking car. Um, That back wheel makes it look a bit like an old Citroen. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Yes. 
It's re- I mean, it's really lovely. Um, 250000 actually isn't an astronomical amount. I mean, there are an awful lot of cars you could pay that much money for on the market. And the good yeah. news is uh, the chap on the interview was, was asked, you know, when is this going to be affordable by the mainstream? And he did say that in 2025, they are planning to bring the Mark II out, which should be at a retail price of 30000 pounds what which is considerably more <laughs> realistic i mean you know m- many 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 cars do currently cost around thirty thousand pounds to buy so yeah. um that would be a realistic point it, well we wouldn't because i still haven't got thirty thousand pounds never mind 250 but um hey actually it's it's only two hundred fifty thousand euros it's 212 in sterling so much cheaper i don't like any of the colors oh <laughs> if, I, if i had to if i had to choose one i would go with the mist which is the second in from the top but all the colors are really yeah really but boring. come on if you had 250 grand you could probably spend another five grand and have it resprayed <laughs> couldn't you <laughs> in, the, in the bright pink of your choice <laughs> what a great idea though if, if that is genuinely works and it yeah yeah, yeah. Definitely. i think the irony though is ted if you've got 250 grand to spare then you could pay for the petrol or the charging and it wouldn't bother you Think of the planet. Think of that. Yeah, I mean, that's the point. It's A, the planet, yes. and B, the convenience of never having to think about, oh, have I got enough to get to where I want to go? You just keep driving. Exactly. I yeah. wonder if it's got very seriously loud alarms that when you do finally come to the end of your tether and you need to put some power in, it's going to have to really make sure you notice, isn't it? Because it's like, I haven't filled up since February. Why should I do that now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Look, uh, it, maybe that's the way everything's going to go. Um, well, it's got to, I think. Well, it's free energy, it, isn't it? I mean, really, yeah, we do need exactly. to take advantage of it. So, so I mean, kudos to them for doing that. As long as they don't put those space bubbles between us and the sun. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Well, I, mean, I think somebody else I know was responsible for that last week, yes. <laughs> right, OK. I'm going to bring um, the EFFTO. I wonder what that stands for. Um electric screwdriver with an OLED display. Oh, LED. That really is interesting. Yeah, what sure does it tell you? You are now I screwing. It, <laughs> I think it te- yeah, I think it probably tells you about the torque and um, you know, the um the information that you might need. I don't know what it tells you. It doesn't it matter. It tells you the time. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the point is that it's got oh, a display. It is lovely. I yeah, really love it is. It is. Yes, absolutely. Made of aluminium. It comes with 48 bits. Um and it's got a magnetising thingy. Oh. It's compact. It's not particularly nice shape, I didn't think, because I tell you why. The 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 um, John Doe has links to the one that we did speak about some time ago called the Xiaomi Wow Stick, and the Xiaomi Wow Stick, which is um, on Amazon for forty six quid. Is all right. It hasn't got an LED, L, an OLED display on it, telling you the things you don't need to know about torque and all that claptrap. But um, it's it's round, circular. It's got a it's got a, a base, which a charging base in it. It's got loads of stuff on it. We've spoken about Xiaomi um, um, screwdrivers before, and they're, they're really ever so well made. And this one, this one that John Doe has linked to, looks similarly. Very, very nicely made um, and a much nicer uh, uh, shape. This one that I've linked to, the EFFTO one, it just looks a bit clumsy in comparison. So, yeah, two electronic or electric rechargeable screwdrivers, sadly not with AA batteries, um, one with an OLED display and one with 
um, uh, a torch at the end. Yeah, that's the other one about the one that the, the wow stick is that at the end of it, it's got three LED lights that shine into whatever you're doing. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, that would be very good as well. Oh, I do so, like these. Yeah, 46 quid there. It's quite a lot of money. Wouldn't it? I'll put it on my Christmas list, I think. But it, you know what? It falls into that category of things. I remember I said this when we talked about nose trimmers of all things. Sometimes you want to spend enough to know that you're getting a decent product. You know, if this was twelve yeah. ninety nine, I would be very tempted to steer clear because yeah. I think, God, that'll be awful at that price. So at oh, least no, you know on. you're getting something worth having. Wait a moment. Wait a moment. I'm waiting. Um, While I'm waiting, I I've, I realise that, of course, the screen can tell you which direction you're you're screwing in, which oh, right, would be okay. very, very yeah, convenient. Yeah. So there we go. That's good. Yes. What, what I've discovered is that on this wow stick, there's another one on the, the Amazon page, which is twenty six ninety nine, which is much better. But I don't know what the difference is. One's called the 1F+, plus, and the other one's called the 1P+. Plus. Um, and I'm not sure. I've done my ba- my homework really badly here, and I don't really know which is for which and what it does. So um, I'll look into that and report back. OK, thank you very much indeed. Better before. Ted, I want a new section in this show called I Do Not Want One of These. Ah, right. I think people know by now that I don't like automation. I like to do things myself. I like to take part in the world. When Unless I get you're a... talking to your speakers, of course. Yeah, there, well, this is the point. There is, there is a, there's a fine line. I like, you know, I mean, oh, wait, there's a very good example. I like to be able to say to my smart speaker, how far is it to Ted's house? But yeah. I don't then want the smart speaker to say, I've sent directions to your phone. Yeah. It's like, I didn't ask you to do that. So this is the point. I like to be able to take part and only have things do what I want them to do. I have, to my horror, discovered the Jasper Write Your Marketing Copy for Free. It's an AI marketing copy writing tool. I haven't delved into it because I couldn't give a f***. But But basically what it seems to be is you give it the subject and the key points that you want to mention. And this AI will then write your homework for you. I mean, imagine kids with this. Imagine if this had been around 20 years ago, 30 years ago when we were at school. You basically tell the AI what you want and give it the key points, the salient points, and it will write for you. And I just think, good God, what has the world come to? They're doing reviews like this now as well. They they have robots writing reviews, uh, phone reviews in my case. Yeah. Um, and also you'll find that on some YouTube videos, um, technical ones, they review a phone. And it's a, a robot that's saying it, which is from a script that's been generated by a, a, Yes, AI. I've seen that on reviews. Yeah. You no longer get a real person reading yeah, it. You get yeah. an AI voice. And, and so the reason I've chosen this for better before is because, OK, I'm 58 and I appreciate that younger people will be saying, oh, good Lord, you know, wake up and drag yourself into the 21st century. But I just, I hate it. I hate it. I want to be in a world where people are responsible for what they create. And if you say this is a paragraph that I wrote, it's a paragraph that I wrote from my own head, not that I caused a machine to write on my behalf. The robots will take over. Really, it really is. I mean, they're already making your car. Yeah, well, this is it. And as, as, as you very, very wisely pulled me up on earlier, there is a very fine line. Yes, I love the idea of a solar powered car. So in that sense, the 
computer and the machinery and the technology is doing it for me in inverted commas. But I don't like the idea of this system whereby you don't actually have to write anything. You, you yeah. know, it's very difficult. It's, 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 we're entering a world where we're going to have to make an awful lot of decisions and, and guide ourselves carefully. Yeah, I do agree. Um, where it comes to, to copy and um, journalism and writing novels or whatever, mm -hmm. um, I, I, th I think you're right, you're right that it should come from a human being still. We, I don't think we've, we haven't got quite down the road of um, that not being the case. Um, th th there's an interesting scheme that goes on online um, where they have these collaboration um, novel writing thingies. That's quite interesting. We might have spoken about that on the show some time ago, um, whereby you write a chapter of a book and then you, you throw it up into the, the system, whatever it's called, and then the next person writes the next chapter. Well, that's nice. That's um, fine. Yeah, that's yeah. creativity. That's working. Yeah, yeah. That's collaborative that's really creativity. Yes. Th that's an aside. Yeah. I did a, a, again, an aside, I did a very interesting project a couple of years ago. Somebody was recording the whole, they did a reading of the entirety of Alice in Wonderland. And they put out a call for actors and performers and voice readers to read uh, a small section. And right. I read three paragraphs. And actually, I was chuffed because I came one reader after um, Michael Palin. Oh, really? So I was quite pleased with the result of that. I'll send you a link. Um, but yeah, and, and again, that's that's using technology in a creative way and still having the human input. That's what we've got to take care of. We don't lose the yeah. human input. Yeah, but as you, but you're right. Young people will probably say, for goodness sake, get on with it. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I mean, again, I've said it on the show before, but it's still my favourite cartoon in the world is the cartoon of the little boy who's given a computer. Three pictures. Picture one, he's given a box with a computer. Picture two, he's opening the computer, taking the computer out of the box. Picture three, the computer's in the corner. The little boy sat in the box going, I'm in a sailing ship. Yeah, that, and that's a picture of someone in the 1960s. And that's not, that's not, the, not that, someone in the in two thousand and twenties. Yeah, and but that's the world I want to live in. Yeah, that's you know, good good you know that's better that's before me. better before. Right from better before to better no more things that may have been good once, but we want to get rid of them now. <laughs> And right. it's back to technology again. I'm back yes. to tech. I'm going to... Now, I'm not quite sure what I'm putting into Room 101. You're going to have to help me here. It's when I say the Google command out loud and ask my speaker to play something to me. That's um, YouTube music. That's YouTube music, right? Yeah. And the other one is the Google-owned version of uh, Shazam-like software that finds out what you're listening to. If you, if you hold it up to the loudspeaker, it will tell you what you're listening to. I think Google calls it Sound Search. Oh, yeah, that's the app. Unless you've got a Pixel, then it's called um, Now Playing. Right, but is that... Anyway. Anyway, is that is that drawing from YouTube Music once it gets yeah. its result? No. Okay. Well, no, no. The, um, the 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 now playing is a locally held directory on your phone, um, and it, okay, and and it and it works by locally. That, that's one of the points they make about it. It doesn't go to the cloud, whereas the Shazam thingy and the um, the, the 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 one you're describing about Google's um, right. web search one, they do go off to the web and search. For it. Anyway, right. carry on. Well, I dare say it's a complaint about the the, the, the general um, universe in which all these exist, which is that, of course, I'd say this because I'm a writer. Music is written by people. Um, it's fair enough, I suppose, to say this is, um, you know, whatever the song is by Ed Sheeran. Even though Ed Sheeran perhaps didn't physically write the song, he sang it and he is the artist who right. presents it. So yeah. I'll, I'll accept that. I'll get away with that. Yeah. Um, 
But I heard some lovely music on the radio and I grabbed my phone and I held up my sound search to the speaker and back it came saying, Henry V, the Birmingham Symphony Orchestra by Simon Rattle. Now, though people may not know, Simon Rattle is a conductor. He's a very famous conductor. He was conducting the Birmingham Symphony Orchestra, who were playing the music from Henry V, but it right. didn't tell me who wrote it. The software, the algorithm has been told that the uh, representative, the creator of the music, is the person who's performing it. And that is not the case. Yes, that might be the case in the majority of pop songs, but there's a myriad other types of music out there where that isn't the case. The the person responds... I mean, if you take something like Andrew Lloyd Webber, everybody's heard of Andrew Lloyd Webber, everybody's heard of The Phantom of the Opera. Let's say Memory from Cats. That's a really good one. The song Memory from Cats. Everyone, even if you're not a musical fan, you know Memory, da 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 da, da. That is by Andrew Lloyd Webber and Trevor Nunn. And yet you'll get Memory by Elaine Page. Memory by Barbara Streisand. No, it isn't. It's sung by... So there we are. I think I've ranted. Yeah, but that's the same as, um, like, if you had a Queen song, Bohemian Rhapsody, which is by Queen. It doesn't say, oh, by the way, it was written by this. Yes, per- because, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But Queen are writing as a collective known as Queen. I would say that's fine for the Beatles. That's fine for Pink Floyd, because they are, that's the collective name under which they're writing. But if you've got Beethoven's Ninth Symphony by Beethoven, and what will happen, it will come up saying, Beethoven's Ninth Symphony by Simon Rattle. Yeah, but he's not performing. Beethoven is not performing it. This that's is, this is about the performance, isn't it? That's exactly the point I'm making, yeah. Ted. It shouldn't be about the performance. I want to know the music. If I hear a Beethoven symphony on the radio, it doesn't necessarily matter whose performance right. of okay, it then. it is. I want okay, to know then. what the music is so okay, that I can then. then look it up. So if we have um, Bohemian Rhapsody, it should not say Queen. It should say written by, or is it? It should say Bohemian Rhapsody by Freddie Mercury, Brian May. Um, yes, to be pedantic. John Deacon, exactly. And Roger Meadows Taylor. I just had to perform. I, I had to say that I knew them all. I just, yeah. I thought, <laughs> I thought I'd let you do that. Yeah. No. Do you know what? I mean, that there's slight over pedanticism there because, as I say, they are universally, collectively known as Queen. So I think it's fair to say by Queen. But yes, you're right. I think, I think you're right about the conductor. I think that that's a bit stupid. Yeah. But if they'd taken away the conductor's name, they could say, this is Henry VIII by the Birmingham Symphony Orchestra. That's it. it the, the performer is there. They don't need to go on to say who's conducting it. That's just stupid. Yeah, but they do. They always tell you who's conducting it, yeah. not who's written it. I mean, I uh, New York, New York, Frank Sinatra, right? It will say New York, New York by Frank Sinatra. Well, it's not. It's by John Kander and Fred Ebb, and it's sung by Frank Sinatra. Yeah, that's performed. my point. There yeah. we are. End of. Room 101, definitely. <laughs> Flush it down. Andy Sharp is going to save us from this. <laughs> He's going to put Amazon into Room 101 for the record time. Um, I added a camp bed to my shopping list a couple of weeks ago and thought it was a reasonable price of 35 quid. Today, I thought I would order it for my upcoming trip. I couldn't believe that it's gone up to 50 quid. <laughs> a bit like powdered milk. Yes. I decided to open a browser page and not sign into Amazon and look at the same the same item. And guess what? It was 35 quid. So by signing into his account, he's he, he's been penalised 15 quid. 
He says that, as far as he's concerned, that's another nail in the coffin for Amazon. It is really odd how Amazon works, I must admit, because if you sign in, sometimes you get cheaper prices, and uh, other times, according to this by Andy Sharp, you get more expensive prices. Really odd. Now, I, I saw, but I didn't take part, but I was watching from the sidelines that you were having a conversation in Miwi at Miwi, and you had done a test, and you had put some stuff into your own basket and then put it aside yeah. to see what would happen. I mean, what, what, what was the result? of that we, we both did that andy sharp put the exact same items into his basket and it didn't prove anything unfortunately because, <laughs> because both of us had um had been offered the reduction in price on one of the items at the same time um he tried it and signed out um and and, and so forth and it was just the same so i it, it did that didn't really help that experiment but anyway it was interesting to see how Amazon work because that that seems the algorithms um, that they must use for how they yes. do that stuff must be really complicated. Oh God! And, yes. Yeah, Prime members, non-Prime members, signed in, not signed in. You know, I, I don't know. Well, the moral is: don't buy a camp bed. Buy a proper man's bed. Yeah. <laughs> so I did that. Oh, please yourselves. And lastly, in this particular section, I was going to put the water companies into the room, oh, into room 101 That's for, <laughs> for pouring into the sea around the coast of Britain, which is what they're doing at the moment. But I won't put them into the Room 101. I'll put the shareholders in, who are the ones that are insisting on getting the money um, from the water companies. And so everyone's too frightened to do the right thing. I think the point is that if the shareholders all got together from the water companies and said to each other, right, let's do the decent thing here. Let's have less profit this year and let's do the decent thing and do this properly. Then that wouldn't happen and they could actually sort it out properly. It's all to do with the heavy rain you were talking about earlier. Your 20 minutes of rain apparently has causes absolute chaos because the ground's all dry. Um, however, we won't go back into a geography lesson. Yes, I think the world should be run by the boss of Iceland because he's exactly like that. He's done two or three uh, things now, where, which has basically been, let's do the right thing and not worry about yeah. the profit. So, yes, we need more of him and less but of them. The difficulty is, though, that shareholders of companies, as we know, I mean, these companies are managed by um, these organisations. They, they don't go to each of the shareholders and say, what should we do about this then? In fact, most of the shareholders probably don't even know they've got shares, you know. Yes. It, 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 and probably don't live in the country anyway. Anyway, moving on. Well, we had to have the jingle, didn't we? Yay! <laughs> and I want to give a gold star to Tesco. Um, have you got... You've got a local Tesco, haven't you, Ted? Yes. Have you got a book exchange? Um, one where you go and pay a quid for anything you take. Well, sort of, yes. It's, it's, yeah. it's a bookshelf. It's not actually... They don't actually insist on a quid. They have an honesty box and yeah, they have yeah, a lot yeah. of books. And it's a basically help yourself, put, put books yes. in, take books away. Yes. Uh, and, of course, my mother, having had a career in books and literature and that being her thang, she loves it. And every time we go to Tesco, she's putting books there and taking books back. And she doesn't contribute often, but only because she puts more books in the thing than she takes away. And when she does take books that she hasn't recuperated, she'll put a few quid in the pot. And it's just a lovely thing. I mean, I I think it's a nice communal thing to have. Um, it's a it's a people coming together thing. It's a sharing thing, and it's good for the environment because less books, less paper gets wasted, and less new books have to be printed. And I'm mm. just I just think it's a very nice thing. I the agree. Book exchange at Tesco. 
we 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 spoke before about the idea that that people are doing in um, old phone boxes as well. Didn't That's we? right. Which yes, indeed. Yeah, yes, really good. My, my local Tesco. I don't. They have an honesty box, but there is a sign there that says anything you take is a quid. I, I don't think anyone's going to stop you if you don't put the quid in. Um, particularly if you're bringing stuff back there as well. That's right. Yes, yes, but, um, yes. We've never. My, my mother's yeah. never had the hand on her shoulder. Excuse me, madam. Have you paid for those books? <laughs> yeah. In fact, I think on more than one occasion, I've actually had to report that the honesty box is stuffed to the gills, and there's no room to get any more money in it. Right. So, okay. and I th- and they didn't seem to care. So I have no. a feeling it's probably run by some external group rather than yes, Tesco themselves, probably. who probably That's pop probably pop true. in once a week to take the money and go away. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, that probably is true. Um, anyway, right. Last thing for the show is optical character recognition. Ah, yes, good old OCR. Um, particularly part of particularly via what I discovered this week um, via Google Lens, I was really impressed with with my magazine editor hat on. Mm-hmm. I had to, I, somebody in the village um, put a letter in the village hall letterbox, um, really badly typed on a clearly on a very old typewriter. He, he was he was obviously an old boy mm-hmm. um, and didn't know what email was and all the rest of it. So anyway, I took. I took this letter and it was quite an interesting letter and I thought I'll, I'll try and get this in the magazine got my Pixel phone took a photograph of it on my computer screen I uh, um, then um, invoked Google Lens which is on my phone which has got a optical character recognition um, function in, <laughs> with, Sorry with, I love invoked Google Lens like you burned incense and chanted or something uh, <laughs> Um, and it recognised the text. It was just amazing. Not only did it recognise the text, absolutely well. It wasn't absolutely no. perfect because because actually the the, the 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 picture of the text was poor anyway. But anyway, it was really really good. I didn't have to make many corrections. Um, but not only did it do that, but it also sent my the, the whole um, thing to my clipboard straight from my phone um, inside lens to my Windows computer. Um, because I was on the same network. Oh, very and, nice. And, and all I had to do was go to my computer and click right mouse, paste. And that was it. It was done. So from this illegible piece of nonsense, Google had got the absolute best from it it could. Um, only a few errors that I had to correct, as I say. And just... I, I was just amazed. I hadn't done that before. Now, since I put this on the group um, in PSC, other people, I think, are saying that, yeah, yeah, we've been doing that for years through um, Microsoft and other tools. My, Microsoft Lens have got the same thing. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we did some testing on Microsoft Lens, and it was nowhere near as good. Um, and it certainly didn't put it across to a clipboard. And I, I don't know, just some of these Google tool, tools are really, really impressive. Um, some of the stuff they're doing with language as well, um, you know, um, uh, translation, just yes. really, really impressive. Anyway, for the gold star, it's Google Lens. Yes, I mean, my mother with her editor hat on uh, occasionally presents me with exactly the same um, slips of paper and extracts from books and things. And and I, I do it the old-fashioned, in inverted commas, way. I stick them on my uh, scanner and scan them through to Adobe Acrobat and OCR them that way. But, but even in that way OCR is another one of those wonderful voodoo things that is so helpful and beneficial and again going back to my better before that's okay because that's using the software but it's not doing anything clever it's not it's not 
proofreading it for me as well. It's just recognising the text and yeah. saying, there's the text, you get on with it. That's the yeah. kind of technology I like. It's not butting in and trying to be clever. It's just helping. Absolutely. Good stuff. OK, I think we've come to the end, haven't we, again? We are. We're over, <laughs> we're over the hour. And um, what is there left to say? The usual stuff, I suppose. TedSalmon.com is where you will find me. All I do, uh, links to the <laughs> MeWe groups and links to our audio, audio podcasts, whatever works, dot works, is where you'll find our website with links to all the stuff we've been talking about today. AidenBell.com, what will they find there? Uh, me. <laughs> me and me and the things what I do and links to my various... I've, I've, I've got three websites now, I hadn't realised. So totally. links to all three of those via AidenBell.com. Very good. OK, we'll see you in two weeks' time, everyone. So um, in the meantime, do let us know whatever works in your life. Bring that to the MeWe group. Let us have your information. Um, that's a real good help and support. So, yes. yeah. Anything you want to add? No, I'm going to go and burn some incense and invoke a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> okay, See you all next that. week, yes. Don't forget, whatever, whatever works, works. works.